Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Thank you for joining us this episode. And today it is our privilege to be talking with Graham Reed from Travel West Tours. And he also has a caravan park at Charleville, which you're most welcome to drop in and have a chat with him about your travels and where you're heading. And uh, Graham has a plethora of information about travelling in Outback Australia and uh, he's only more than happy to share tips and tricks of where to go and how to do it. So welcome, Graham. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Helen, and thank you for having me. No problem. So, Graham, you're in Charleville. So what took you to Charleville? How did you end up there and, um, and how did you end up in tourism? Because I know that we met back in the mid-90s doing something completely different in community development. Really interested to know your history. Yeah, look, Helen, it goes way, way back um, when I was driving road trains up in the Kimberley and doing all that sort of stuff. I had a like a seven-year plan, and my plan was to go to Europe and drive tour buses, and then I wanted to go over to Cairns, finish my skipper's ticket, and drive cruise boats for the rest of my days. So to prepare myself, I had to do some work on coaches in Australia. I had never driven a coach, and I worked for a company called Deluxe Coach Lines for 12 months, and I was very lucky enough to get a job as an agricultural consultant in Saudi Arabia for a month and a half on my way to England. I stayed in England instead of, or not in England, but driving tour buses in Europe and all over Northern Africa and up in Russia, sort of up in the Eastern Bloc. The wall hadn't come down at that stage. And so I spent five years over there. Yeah, it was just an amazing time to be in Europe. And I drove in every country except Albania and Romania. So sort of went round and round Europe and... um, like Berlin was one of my favourite countries, etc. But moving along, I met a, a girl um, in Austria who came from Kanamala, and that's how I ended up back in Kanamala. That's great. Oh, very good. Always and that's where that I, went to, I met up with you in in Australia uh, at Kanamala, and eventually, um, you know, sort of got into tourism, bought a travel or created a travel agency, started doing tours, etc., and then eventually moved up to Charleville with my now wife, Deb, and we sort of grew the business um, a lot more and we offer quite a range of things and we had a bit of spare time, so we built a caravan park. Just what you do in your spare time. <laughs> well, there's lots to see at Charleville and, uh, and we will get on to that. But first of all, I just want to talk about your tours. So the, the mode of your tours are a little bit unique because um, they are tag-along. So can you... Just tell everyone, tell the listeners uh, about the tag-alongs and what what you provide and, and how it all works for people. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, so the tag-along tours, um, generally people are caravanners. If they're not caravanners, they just drive their car out to Charleville. We have a, a night in Charleville before we head off. We have a meet-and-greet at our home. We've got a campfire and Deb normally puts on a, a camp oven meal, etc. We chat about the tour. 
Um, all people need is a second spare tyre and a UHF radio. We do everything else for them. And the whole idea is to make it easy for people to come on the tours. So they don't have to cook, they don't have to bring a swag or a tent or anything. So the tour wow. that we do, yeah, it's pretty good. Out through Birdsville in the Minka, um, Tiverborough out through there, seven night, eight days, everything included except they just have to put fuel in their car and provide their own personal drinks and um, personal items, that's all. So the whole idea is make it easy. Um, the ladies get to stay in a motel at night and the chaps get to play in the Simpson Desert and do all the stuff, but knowing that they're with us and we've got all the safety gear, sat phone, all that sort of stuff, to, um, and we do a little bit of training, show them what to do, how to do it. It's not extreme at all, and, um, yeah, we've never had any trouble at all, and people just love it. That's really good, yeah. That's great. And just that, that you've supplied, so you know, you're actually uh, able to make... You're making it as easy as you possibly can. It's really good. Uh, so where where do your tours go? So you do various tours, don't you? You've got Simpson Desert, but then you also do other ones as well? Yeah, we take uh, people from here, have our first night in... Windora. Then we have two nights in Birdsville down via the Birkenwheels Dig Tree to Inaminka for two nights in South Australia. Then we go across via Cameron Corner to Tibberborough for two nights. Generally, people have a night at Fargaminda on their way back up to Charleville. The other tour that we do, people meet us in Birdsville. We take them across the Simpson Desert, camp three nights in the desert. Then down the Udnadatta track to Arkarula, we'll pin a pound, back up the Birdsville track and finish in Birdsville. That's a 12-night tour, and oh, it's, a, it's a ripper. It really is good fun. And the new tour that we've started last year is our Across Australia tour, which I know is of interest to you. Yeah, that's right. So, well, we might as well get on to that, and that's... Uh Doing doing the tour along the Outback Way and also further further beyond actually. So where where do people uh, you know touch base with you on that one? You know where do you pick people up? The tour starts in Winton, so we have our first night there, staying at the North Gregory Hotel. We go through to Bullia the next day, um, doing and on the way like there's stuff to do on the way, calling into the Middleton Hotel, etc. Cornfall Lookout. Mm-hmm. Etc. and do stuff around Bullia. Then we've got quite a long drive through to Gemtree and it's just the availability of accommodation for all our guys because all our tours, except for the three nights we do in the Simpson Desert, it's all accommodated. So we go through to Gemtree for a night. We have two nights at Alice Springs. We do a day trip down to Chambers Pillar. A lot of people have never been to Chambers Pillar. Yeah, and I've got to say, yeah. It's, it's yeah. fascinating, absolutely fascinating. We then go out through the Western McDonald Ranges through to Kings Canyon for a night, then down to Ayers Rock for two nights, and then we go across to Warracoona for a night. We go down to Surveyor General's Corner. I do quite an extensive talk about the corners. There are actually nine corners in Australia. Six of them are recognised with names and three of them aren't. So I talk a fair bit about that, and we visit one of the most remote corners, and that's um, Surveyor General's Corner. We then go through to Warburton for the night and then across to Laverton for a night where the Outback Way finishes and the tour actually finishes the next day at um, Leonora. From there, we head north, going up through the Pilbara region, 
Broome, Cape Levique, the Gibb River Road, etc., out to Wolf Creek Crater, the Bungle Bungles, Elquestro, Cunanara, and finish 29 days later at yeah, the Lake Mile. Yeah, great. Okay. So the, you're saying that the tour finishes in Leonora, but then people pick up in there and go up the north way, do they? So people could do can do just to go across and then they could go and make their own way to wherever they want to go or they can keep going with you up north. Is that sort, of, is quite, it sort of in two parts? That's exactly right, Helen. People can start in Winton and go all the way for 29 days with us and end up up at near Kununurra at Lake Argyle or... They can just come across with us to Leonora, which is an 11 day section of that tour. And from there, they'll be in Western Australia then, and they can go down to Kalgoorlie or whatever they'd like to do. They can so do whatever they like. Even at Laverton, they can just go north, south, north, east, and yep. west, and south. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Okay, good. And then, then you can pick other people up and take them up north on the Western Australia arm, which would be great because there's people floating around Western Australia who are wanting to do that, but probably some don't want to do it by themselves. So that's a good that's a good idea. So that would be an excellent tour. Like even, yeah, up, up to the top and across, that would be good. Mm. And so, yeah, because the accommodation, we were chatting about that yesterday, actually, um, someone and, um, and, yeah, just the accommodation on the Queensland, on the eastern side of the Outback Way, is limited in regards to the gym tree's got some accommodation. Um, but then it is really camping at Tobermory and then, um, but then Bullies and Unix bed. So there is, there is a big day, isn't it? So a good eight hours. So mm. Yeah, it's not a massive drive. Yeah, I think it's about 700 k's or something like that, 680 yeah, yeah. k's. Yeah, no, I've done bully to Alice in eight hours, so it's not too bad. Yeah. But yeah. it's, you know, that's just going. But yeah, if you're wanting to stop and have a look and, um, and have a look around, then you've got to allow a, a good day, a, a big day for that. But uh, but you don't want to miss the camp oven dinner at Gemtree, so... Yep. <laughs> You're exactly right. Gemtree is absolutely brilliant. Um, when we get in there, and we from there we go in through the East McDonald Ranges, which is quite a nice drive the next day, and eventually get into Alice Springs sort of after lunch the next day, uh, that day, yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's part of the Bins Trap, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah, that's the heading south down the Bins Trap. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, and I think the East Max have got so much to offer and, and are just brushed over, whereas there's just a lot to see and they're quite different to the West Max. So they're definitely worth uh, investigating. If people have done Alice before uh, and have done the West Max, then it's worth having another look at the East Max because they have, uh, haven't been promoted as, as much, I don't think. Exactly right, yeah. So from Gemtree, we just go back and travel down that little, oh, it's a little two two wheel track road, and then get down past the garden and come in through the East, East Mac, yeah, past Ross River Resort, etc., into Alice Springs. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I just love it. Yeah. That's good. I must do that one day. I haven't done that one. It would be good to do. Yeah. Very good. So. Uh, because you've got a wealth of experience, I was wondering if you'd just like to share with people about, you know, what they really should be doing to be prepared with their vehicles um, before they head out, whether they're tag-alonging or um, going alone. What, what, what would you recommend that people know about their vehicles and be, be prepared for before they leave home? Probably the most important thing is take it to your normal service centre and tell them what you're doing, where you're going and get a full service done on the car and tyres, etc. You need to be 
aware of how to change a flat tyre, you'd be surprised how many people cannot change a flat. And I definitely recommend that people have a second spare coming out here. I know we're going to cover this later in the 10 top things to take. So I've got a, a few suggestions for people as well. But just for people to be aware, to be able to walk around and have a look um, get down on your knees and have a look under your vehicle every so often, that sort of stuff, and just be aware of things and have a look and see what um, tools you may need to take as well. And some, sometimes I'd be keen for people to have a second jack as well. Because, mm. you know, when your jack fails, you're, you're buggered. There's, yeah, you have to wait for someone to come along. No, that's fair enough. That's, that's a good point. Um, with your tag-alongs, is there some um, unwritten courtesies that, you know, having a tag-along with dust and everything else, are there some courtesies that people need to know about if they're going, if they're going to embark on a tag-along tour? When How do you tag-along? We've been doing tag-alongs for many, many years and we have a talk around our campfire at Charleville, like I said, and the first thing I say is you've got to drive to the conditions and your capability. Do not drive in the dust. There's no reason for anyone to drive in the dust from behind another vehicle. And the other most important thing, when we see other vehicles approaching, I always slow down and get off the road if it's a single lane. And most of the roads out here are single lane bitumen. And so we slow down, get off the road and let the other vehicles stay on the bitumen and then they won't cover you with rocks, break your windscreen, etc. So that's just what we do. It might take us a little bit longer to get where we're going, but that's what we do. And I encourage our guys, the other people on our tag-along tour, to do exactly the same. Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. Nothing worse than eating other people's dust. Slow down, back off and um, and uh, enjoy some fresh air. Mm. No, that's exactly. very good. Great. And so now then, because you've done so many tag-alongs and you've done lots of travelling, you must have the uh, the epitome list of uh, of what you, you can't leave behind, you have to take with you. So do you want to run through a few top tips on, uh, on what you really can't leave at home? The first thing that I suggest that people take with them is a box of water, like a slab of water bottles. I don't always suggest that people take a 10-litre container or a 15-litre container or whatever. I mean, that is good as well. But with the bottles of water, they're really easy to handle. And if one breaks, you haven't lost the whole lot. So that's quite important. That's the first thing that we suggest people take. Hats covered in shoes, sunblock, etc. A hat, you know, if something happens and you've got to go walking or whatever, um, covered in shoes are very, very important, and particularly across central Australia, sunblock is very important as well. The second spare and a compressor is essential. I always have tyre plugs and I have a fuel tank repair kit. There's a number of roads out there that have um, got a, a bit of shale and rocks and that sort of stuff. So a fuel tank repair kit is essential. Um, I always carry a blue tarp, and that has two two uses. You can either use it as a, a shade protector or you can lie on it if you need to get in under your vehicle. We always carry a first aid kit, and I have a separate snake bite kit. We carry a satellite 
telephone and a UHF. In fact, I carry three UHF, two handhelds and one that's installed into the car. We also carry a Telstra mobile phone. You'd be surprised how often you can get online out in Central Australia. It's quite amazing. So a Telstra, the other ones aren't any good to you. A Telstra one is what you need. Mm. I always carry at least three torches, including a headlamp. And if you're repairing something in the dark, changing a flat or whatever, a headlamp is essential. Uh, insect repellent and baby wipes. If you're held up and you can't get near a shower for, for a couple of days or for whatever reason, baby wipes are very, very handy. And my number 10 suggestion of top things to take is take a tag along tour, Helen. <laughs> very good. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks, Graham. That's really good. No, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And I will um, highlight that um, your tag-along tour and your website is on our brochure that we're sending out to everyone. So um, if anyone's picked up the brochure at a trade show or a caravan show, have a look on it and there's the website. So how, are, how, how do people get in touch with you? Give out the website and, and contact details, Graham. Yeah, look, and they can jump on our website as well, travelwest.com.au. The first across Australia, the next tag tour is on the 8th of July, so they can come on the 11-day section or they can do the 29 days with us at all. But look, even, Helen, if they come to our caravan park in Charleville, Charleville Bush Caravan Park, I'm happy to chat to them about where they're going and what they're doing. You know, even if they're not coming on a tag-along tour with us, I would much rather they and their friends have the information that they need to enjoy the outback and not have it as a struggle. And I'm happy to, to give out information, etc. Um, as people travel through. Yeah, that's great. So it's the uh, Charleville Bush Caravan Park. And uh, what facilities have you got at the caravan park, Graham? Normal caravan park facilities. We don't take pets and we, d we don't have smokers. So if you're a non-smoker and no pets, you are welcome at our caravan park. We have another park, which is Charleville Bush Camp. Pets are welcome down there, and it's a normal caravan park that we have up here. Beautiful showers, amenities set on sort of 40 acres and just out of Charleville. Campfire every night, damper every night, and a couple of nights a week we have camp oven meals, etc. Make sure you're booked um, during the busy season. Um, and yeah, come in and just say good day. We're happy to share our knowledge with you. That's good. And your your season is is what, when does it go from? We open our caravan park on the beginning of March and close at the end of November. We just closed for those three months. It's really hot out here, and there's not many people around. But come, you know, sort of July, June, July, August, it gets quite busy. We've only got 36 powered sites. So people need to book in, particularly with the Birdsville races and the Big Red Bash. Get a lot of people yeah. travelling through Charleville. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Oh, no, well, that's really great. No, good to know that um, that's handy for people to know. Thank you. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Graham, and all the very best, and we'll be in touch, no doubt, again. I'll probably give you another, another chat. Um, maybe March next year to plug the tag along again and it sounds like a great trip and I'm really excited that um, you've developed this product for the Outback Way and it's only going to enhance people's ability and give people another way of experiencing the uh, such a great Australian road trip so thank you for that 
Thank you, Helen. And look, I just want to say about yourself, most people wouldn't realise the work that you do and the work you have done in the past to get this whole project up and happening. It's an absolute credit to you. I've known you for a long, long time and it's it's amazing the work you've done behind the scenes. So, you know, you give yourself a plug too. You Good job, Helen. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. I really appreciate it. It's really good. And, uh, yeah, it's such a wonderful project for Australia and uh, um, I feel very privileged to be part of it. So um, it's a great team that we work with and... Uh, it's an excellent, um, it's an excellent project, and it's making a big difference to lots of rural and remote communities, and that's that's the point. So, no, it's exciting, and thank you for that. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook, and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook. Outback Way, Australia's longest shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments, and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au. And if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut. Cheers for now.